Welcome to the So You're Moving to Tampa Bay podcast. Get the information you need to help make Tampa Bay your new home. Iris Green, realtor with Keller Williams and Trisha Hirschfeld, military spouse and executive assistant for Military Home Base, shed light on all you need to know for your move to Tampa Bay. From expenses to savings and from fun to facts, Trisha and Iris are delivering all the dirty details. Hey guys, it's Iris and Trish, and we are here for episode three. Episode three. Yeah, we're going to talk about new construction, and I think we are uniquely qualified to talk about it. What do you think? I absolutely bought one, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Trish has bought one. I have sold a ton. As a realtor for Keller Williams Realty, I have sold, gosh, Going all the way up to eight or nine hundred thousand dollars on these. Yeah. I think we're currently looking for an eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) Um, so basically we're gonna talk about new construction today because there is a ton of building happening in the Tampa Bay area. Getting new always sounds pretty darn seductive. It does, especially when it comes with warranties and all that pretty new appliances. Yeah, and picking your colors and all that. So we're going to talk about the benefits and challenges of new construction, what the process looks like, and really what are the costs you're looking at. I have a feeling it's a lot more expensive than you are thinking. Let's kind of dig in. Trish, tell me your story because you bought new construction. It wasn't that long ago. No. So we moved here. And our home goods had to be delivered within, I think it was like 60 days. Mm-hmm. And we were supposed to move on base, but the housing wait list was a 12 month wait, 10 to 12 months. Mm-hmm. There was no way housing was going to hold our goods for that long. So we had no choice but to look for something else. And when we looked at apartments and then the commute and how much money we would be spending for both, we decided we wanted to buy. Mm-hmm. So we looked closer to work and Gage's work and there was no way. There was no way we could afford that. So we looked out further and we found the new construction and uh, we used our VA loan to get a new construction home, which was ready to move in. So we just had to do our, you know, our usual 30 day wait. Mm -hmm. We think it was a little less than 30 days, but we had to do our 30 day wait and we could move in and have our goods delivered after that. But what really brought us to new construction was it was literally brand new. It was just built. Mm -hmm. All the appliances were new. We had all these warranties if something broke. And as a military family, living on base housing and moving all the time warranties when something breaks is something that's really exciting to hear Mm -hmm. because then we're not bugging our landlords or paying out of pocket for most of it. So just to give you guys an idea of what's happening in our market right now, today is August, 2020. Um, We are in the COVID pandemic real estate is insane. I have listings that are selling in like 45 minutes. I have homes that are appraising way higher than expected. And there's a shortage of houses available on the market to buy. There's also a shortage of houses available on the market to rent. That has driven quite a number of people to new construction. So that's kind of what brings about this topic today. So benefits of new construction, pretty much everything you said, Trish. Yeah. I mean, everything is is new and you have the warranties. I think our builder warranty was like 10 years. So your anything, structural warranty. Yes, yes, our structural yeah. warranty. So anything inside the walls yes. was 10 years. Yes. The downside, though, is that we had to still pay for a fence. Mm-hmm. We had to upgrade our package, I guess you could say, pay out of pocket for um, ceiling fans and light fixtures that we wanted to have mm-hmm. installed that, that were not builder standards. Builder grade. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and a doorbell. We didn't get a doorbell, so we had to, we had to <laughs> put our own doorbell in. 
but everything else is perfect. Just so you guys know, there are a ton of builders here and a builder, no matter how much they sell the end product for is only as good as their subcontractors. So definitely, definitely, definitely keep that in mind when you are looking to buy. And I know a lot of buyers will go in and say, I don't need a realtor. There's a, there's a builder rep there. There's no negotiations that happen. This is the price. And that's not true. The builder rep is paid by the builder. They're not on your side. They're not. They're there to sell a product. They have a purpose. They are very good at what they do. They know their product inside and out, but they don't know your circumstance and they are not there to negotiate on your behalf. So let's talk about negotiations and leverage, right? So there are things you can negotiate for, and it's usually never the price of the home, but you can usually negotiate incentives with most builders. And this is where the value of your realtor comes in. You want a realtor that has an experience selling new construction because it gives them leverage and knowledge on that particular builder. So when we talk about leverage, you as a buyer, Trish, mm -hmm. you, how many times have you bought a home here? Once. Once. Mm -hmm. How much new construction do you think I've sold here? Oh, is there a number? <laughs> There's a lot. I've been a realtor here for seven years. There's a lot. I've sold a lot of new construction. I don't different have price to points. add many fingers into it. But let me ask you this. Do you feel like I might have more leverage to get you what you're looking for from the builder? Absolutely. Because of how many I've sold? Because I can bring 100, 200 buyers to you. Yes but you as a buyer are only bringing one yourself. Correct. So there's a leverage in having the market share to do that. And Keller Williams is one of the top brokerages in the state of Florida. Mm -hmm. In fact, our particular office is currently number two in the state of Florida. We're number 14 in the nation for Keller Williams offices. And Keller Williams is the number one real estate brokerage in the world right now. Yeah. So that gives you an idea of leverage. So you said that your house didn't include, you, you had to negotiate for certain things yes. and you had to install certain things post-construction. Yes. So this is the challenge of buying new. There are all-inclusive builders and with all-inclusive builders, that means you get your appliances. Mm -hmm. Pretty much everything is there. You can buy the lighting package or yes. not, but usually what you see is what you get. So then there's your a la carte builders where this is the base price of the house and then you add everything on top of it. So an upgraded master bath. Right. So if you want a shower and a garden tub. Or tile versus linoleum. Yes. Or stainless compared to black appliances. Exactly. So these are the types of items that are usually more negotiable than the price. Um, and right now with a shortage on the market of homes, builders know that they are in a better position to negotiate than you as the consumer are because you don't have a whole lot of choices. Now more than ever, it's important that you connect with someone who understands the new housing market here in the Tampa Bay area if, if you're relocating here. The other thing you want to consider when you're looking at new construction is what is your long-term goal? So like Trish, I know you guys had talked about renting it out versus mm -hmm. selling when the time came for you to move because as a military family, you guys knew you were going to move. Yes. You have to make sure that your agent understands the long-term strategy you have for your purchase. Now, what pushed you to resell your house versus rent it out? Well, when it was price, we would have to have a significant amount of money and savings mm -hmm. to just be able to rent in case there was an emergency, something broke, paying a property management company. We wouldn't make money off of a rental. Right. 
So you'd make equity though. Yes. You'd gain equity. Yes, you would. And that would be perfect if we wanted to come back here. But as much as I love being here in Florida, I don't think I could live here forever. It's just, it's so hot and I miss four seasons. (laughs) And that's a personal preference because we retired out of here and we love it. But there's something for everybody. If we were to come back here forever home, we would want something that could be able to fit our family better. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we are planning on having another child eventually. And then we would have two. And I do want a pool, especially if I'm going to live in Florida. I want my own pool. And I would like to have more space in between myself and my neighbors. And the thing about new construction here for us was that all the floor plans were open. It was really hard to find somebody who didn't have an open floor plan. And as much as I like the idea, I don't want to sit in my living room and be yelled at by my dirty dishes in the sink because they're going to be right there. And I would like to have them shut off in their own room. So those are preferences that I have that Mm -hmm. a lot of other families don't mind. They love the open floor concept. Mm -hmm. So it'd be perfect for them. So I'm going to just go back to what you said about investment, right? When you were talking about keeping it and how you weren't going to make any money, but you would gain equity. For the most part, when people buy new construction, the average buyer is not putting 20% down. The average buyer is either exercising an FHA loan, a VA loan, or a five to 10% conventional, sometimes a 3% conventional loan. And I'm not gonna go into the types of loans they are because that's that's irrelevant at this point. Yeah. My point is, if your long-term goal is you only know you're gonna be here for four years, are you going to be able to sell it and recoup any costs you've had? Or are you going to have to come to the table with money to sell it? And that usually plays a role in deciding whether you sell or rent it out. The other question is, once you rent it out, is it going to be costing you money monthly? So these are all factors that your realtor as an advisor should be taking into consideration for you. Now, no realtor can predict what the market's going to do, right? However, I can tell you there's only so much dirt. My dad always used to say that, which means there's only so much land that can be sold. Right. So if you're willing to ride it out, you can have a tidy little investment. But perhaps new construction isn't the best way to get there fastest. Right. Especially in an area like Riverview. Riverview has a ton of new construction and it's very, very attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to check the school factor. Okay, what schools am I zoned for today and what's my likelihood of being rezoned doing all, due to all the construction? What are the odds they're still going to be doing construction in four years when I go to sell? Because if they're still doing construction, you're going to be competing against the builder. And I promise you, they are going to beat you on incentives every time because the average seller can't match. And you, if you're, if you don't have a lot of equity in the home, you're not going to be in a position to match any incentives the builder provides. The other thing to take into consideration is you said you wanted a pool. And we kind of talked about this Mm -hmm. in another episode is that in our area, and I can only speak to our area because I'm only a realtor in Florida. It is less expensive for you to buy a home with a pool than to put the pool in yourself. On an appraisal, you simply won't get dollar for dollar value back on the pool you put in. Now, there's nothing wrong with putting in your own pool, provided you understand going in that it's not really an, a monetary investment right. necessarily so much as a lifestyle investment. And it's okay to go that direction. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I love having a pool and if we didn't have one retiring here, we probably would pay to put one in because yeah. it's a, it's a fantastic lifestyle enhancement. But if I was only here for four years, I, I probably wouldn't do that because yeah. I wouldn't recoup it. And it's going to cost me anywhere from 30 to $60,000 to do a pool. 
And I'm bougie, so I'd probably be closer to the $60,000 Well, I've seen, I've seen pools go up over 100000 and it's easy to spend that money. Which brings me to my next piece. If you don't go with a package builder, when you go with somebody a la carte, how dangerous it is. When I say dangerous, it's because it doesn't take long before you're spending a lot of money on bells and whistles that you really don't need, that you hadn't planned to have, but that you fell in love with at the design center. So take your realtor to the design center with you (laughs) because our job is to keep you on track with your budget. So definitely, definitely take that in mind. And this is just a tidbit for me. Focus on your structurals before you focus on your beauties. So your structurals are where your outlets go, how many gas drops you want, Do you want a fireplace or no? Do you want your den enclosed with doors or not? Do you want eight foot doors? These are all structural items that cost wise you want to do at the beginning because it will cost you way more post construction to put them in. You can swap (laughs) out your countertops. That's true. But stripping down your tile floors to put in hardwoods, probably not going to happen. Definitely, definitely. That's, this is one of the reasons why you want a realtor who's experienced with new construction because we've been through the process many, many times and kind of know the ins and outs. And going back to your investment, you are looking for a for right now home. Yes. Not necessarily your forever home. Yeah. As a military family, I don't think we'll find our forever home until right up to retirement. Right. Right. And so that, that makes it even more important that you're conscious of your design selection. Yes. Because you want something that's going to appeal to as many people as possible while still giving yourself the luxuries you're looking for mm-hmm. and willing to pay for without overspending. Yes. And that brings me to my next piece. And one of the benefits of new construction is that the builder often provides incentives that covers a percentage or even all of your closing costs. They cover all of our closing costs. You were, but you really paid for it. (laughs) The reality (laughs) is on paper, it all looks good. But when you start buckling down and calculating the numbers, it's generally you're not getting as great of a deal as you think. So you want to make sure you're comparing apples to apples because sometimes they'll give you a slightly higher interest rate and bake those incentives into the loan. Sometimes they go with their preferred lender because their preferred lender is footing part of the bill for your closing costs by upcharging your fees or crediting your fees. So these are the kinds of things that you want to make sure you understand how to negotiate on and engage with. So I need a realtor. And I know a lot of people see us as salesmen. And the reality is I've never seen myself as a salesman because my job isn't to sell you a house. My job is to facilitate a transaction and make sure your interests are addressed and protected as much as I can. I consider myself a transaction professional. My job is to hold your hand through the process and help you navigate. And, And you might not have any challenges, but if you do you're not going to know till you're in the thick of it. Yeah. I'm not equipped to do any of that. I've seen some people kind of have meltdowns in the middle of a transaction. They're like, well, I need help. And I can't help you because once you go to a builder and register with the builder, you're usually no longer allowed to bring a realtor in to represent your interests. Yeah. So uh, my advice to you guys is if you're house hunting or if you're just kind of looking, don't register with the builder. You can always go back and register if you choose, but what's going to happen is the builder's going to register you in their system. And if you decide, Hey, you know what? I really want to move forward with this. I'd like to go, you know, come back with my realtor. We as the realtor cannot be involved in that transaction. So it's important that you guys decide before you ever even walk in, do you want a realtor involved in the transaction? Because if you do or think you might, 
just don't register. You can give them your first name. You can be very polite. You know, I prefer not to register at this time, but thank you. Um, and then if you choose to come back with your realtor, you're at least protected and they can get you registered. And the other thing that you want to do is you want to make sure you understand the length of time with the build process and get an inspector involved at the beginning. Yeah, we were, we were lucky they had one. Well, by lucky, I mean, they had one available for move-in. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have to wait for a build. Well, and sometimes a lot depends on the size of the home, right? And the, the features that the, the buyer um, selects or the builder has selected for an inventory home. But even with an inventory home that's mostly complete by the time you contract on it, you want an inspector involved. And I will tell you, I've had extremely expensive homes with high-end builders that have had issues that pop up on inspection before closing. Definitely, definitely, definitely get a home inspector. Even if you decide you want to go it alone and don't want a realtor involved, get a home inspector. If you can get one from DIRT, that's fantastic because they'll inspect usually at four to five different stages of the build. You definitely, definitely, definitely want professionals involved that are not directly affiliated with the builder. And I'm going to tell you an interesting thing is that if you look, I don't believe my house was ever inspected by the county. The house that I, that I purchased was an existing construction from 2004. And the reason I don't believe it was ever inspected by the county is there was so much new construction happening at the time my house was built. I don't know that it would have been physically possible for an inspector to be in every single one. And the information in the tax records was completely incorrect. What? Apparently, I have a ghost bathroom. Like, <laughs> and my house is about 200 square feet smaller than my appraiser says it is. I have one extra bathroom. It's just these seem like minor things. But then I have to take a step back and say, was this ever inspected? Yeah by the county issues. and if it wasn't well there is another issue i have a ghost outlet that's not connected to anything oh, <laughs> on the exterior of my home it's like, drive me nuts. well fortunately it's on the outside of the house oh yes okay. yeah but still christmas lights you know <laughs> or holiday lights yeah or you just need to plug something in at an inconvenient time yeah right these are why it's it's the onus is on you as the buyer to protect yourself so that's what that's what you should be doing and then uh, when we talk about closing costs, uh, it's extremely attractive that you're not going to have to bring $14,000, $15,000 to the table. However, turns out that can be rolled in other ways. <laughs> yeah, it's rolled in other ways. So, so let's, let's think about when you go to sell 12 years from now. If the builder has covered 12000 of the closing costs, you kind of have to make that up on the sale price. Yeah, you have to make it up on the sale price because you're going to have closing costs when you go to sell. And that's, that's a piece of your equity that you've basically pre-spent. So you have to make up for that $12,000 or $14,000 incentive when you go to sell. Now, it's a non-issue if you're planning to keep it for a very long time, but break-even time usually for new construction is about five years after they complete construction in your neighborhood. Now, that's not a diehard rule. The market fluctuates. So, you know, you can't rely and say, oh, it's going to be five years. We don't want to sell for five years. Well, that's not necessarily true for every single case. But on average, it takes about five years. Whereas with a resale, it's three to five years. Huh. So, I mean, I have people that have sold after a year or two, and they're walking away with $30,000, $40,000 equity because they bought smart in the beginning. Yeah. They had a realtor. Yeah. So uh, just kind of keep that in mind. I know there's a lot of perception that, that realtors are salesmen, like car salesmen. And 
I'd like to think that's not my <laughs> that's not my profession. Most of us are professionals. Most of us contribute a lot to our education mm -hmm. on an annual basis. A good realtor will know the state of your market at the drop of a hat. They'll know the average purchase price at the drop of a hat. So newer, better or not, it depends on your situation. It depends on your long-term goals and it depends on your ability to, to put the bill up front to buy a house. It's not cheap to buy a house, even if you have a 0% down purchase. No, it is not. So on that note, Trish, what do you think? I think I'm still going to look into new construction. <laughs> well, I like all the pretty new. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Just, <laughs> just be wise in your selections and you'll be happy when you go to list to sell. Yes. And, and now I will worry about selling in three to four years. <laughs> <laughs> five years. Five years break even point. Oh, I will add outside of Florida, not all areas are offering incentives. Every market is different. So just know that what I'm telling you has more to do with the Florida market than any other, although some of it may apply to other markets. This is specific to the Tampa Bay area and most of Florida. Hmm. All right, guys, that wraps up episode three, new or better or not. And we will chat with you next time for episode four, which is called On the Water. That's going to be a fun one. Yay. <laughs> Talk to you soon, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to So You're Moving to Tampa Bay. If you would like to connect with Iris and Trish, you can find them on Facebook at the So You're Moving to Tampa Bay Facebook page or connect via the So You're Moving to Tampa Bay Facebook group. They look forward to welcoming you home.